welcome to the Take Control of Your Wealth podcast. I'm Shauna Perron. And I'm Christy Matwin. Together we help people gain the knowledge, skills, resources, confidence, and inspiration to build optimal and enduring wealth. So if you're ready to create financial freedom, to be able to do what you want, when you want, without worry about yours or your family's future, then turn up the volume and let's get started with our latest program to help you take control of your wealth. Hi to our listeners and thanks for tuning in. Today, Christy and I are going to talk about asset allocation. This is a term that is very well used in our industry and we thought we could take some time to walk through the broader aspects of what it means and what it means to you and your portfolio. Asset allocation refers to the mix of different investments within your portfolio. As you know from our earlier episode called Demystifying Stocks and Bonds, stocks and bonds are the bread and butter of any investment portfolio. These, along with cash, are considered traditional assets. So when we talk about asset allocation at the highest level, we are generally referring to the amount of stocks you own relative to the amount of bonds and cash that you own. It can also include alternative assets such as private equity or venture capital, and it can get a lot more specific and refer to allocation among types of assets within each asset class. So for example, growth stocks versus value stocks, or government bonds versus corporate bonds, or allocation among assets within different geographies. These are just some examples, but allocation among stocks, bonds, and cash provides a good starting point. Now, why is asset allocation so important? It's important because it can have a very significant impact on your portfolio results. That's because different assets have different risk and return characteristics, and they perform differently at different times and in different economic environments. Remember from our prior episode that stocks are generally riskier and more volatile than bonds, but have the potential for higher return in the longer term. So stock markets typically do better when investors feel good about what's going on in the world and they are willing to take on additional risk. When investors are nervous, they often want to own things with less risk, such as bonds. So bonds might do better when the world is less rosy. That means that how much of one versus the other you own might be the main determinant for how your portfolio does in a particular market environment. That's right. In fact, most financial experts believe that asset allocation is one of the most important decisions an investor can make. It can be even more important than selecting individual stocks or bonds. Just think about a situation where you have a portfolio invested all in stocks and something terrible happens that spooks investors and negatively affects nearly all stocks across the board. It may not matter if you own the best of the best stocks if all of them are down. What might be more important is whether you owned any bonds or even cash. Cash wouldn't be down at all, and bonds might not be down as much or might be even higher. Right. So your basic asset allocation is really, really important in determining the outcome for your portfolio, and it should make sense for your needs and risk tolerance as well as the market environment. And that takes us to two most basic types of asset allocation strategies. Those are strategic asset allocation and tactical asset allocation. Strategic asset allocation is the asset allocation that makes sense for you as an individual over the long term based on your unique needs and risk tolerance. It's not based on what's going on in the market or the economy, but rather what's going on with you. Typically, it should only change if your situation changes, which may be the case over time. For example, early on, you might be saving for a house, then later you'll be saving for retirement. And in retirement, you might have a certain level of income you're looking to withdraw from your portfolio on a regular basis. During each period of your life, your needs and risk tolerance will be different, and each will dictate a different asset allocation that will work for you to help you achieve your goals. 
Yes, exactly. And unless something materially changes with your financial picture, the strategic asset allocation that makes sense for you might be the same for 10 years or more. Now, before we get into the second type of asset allocation, it might be helpful to use an analogy. So think of your wardrobe. It likely has a number of core items, the basic pair of jeans, the white t-shirt or jacket or other things that you have had for a long time. As trends change, other items will come and go. Your strategic asset allocation is similar to your core items, and then you want to layer in the trendier items or different strategies to strengthen your portfolio's position for different market conditions. And that leads us to the second basic type of asset allocation strategy. This is called tactical asset allocation. This refers to taking a more active approach to try and position the portfolio into assets that will be most appropriate in a particular market or economic environment. Right. So if you're feeling especially positive or bullish about the market, you might be comfortable holding more stocks to try and capture a higher return. And if you're feeling concerned about the markets, you might choose to reduce the amount of equity to reduce the risk in your portfolio. Importantly, though, these changes should always be done within the constraints set by your strategic asset allocation, which, as we said, should be based on your needs and risk tolerance. Yes, that's right. So let's say, for example, that your personal situation is best suited for a portfolio of 50 to 60 percent stocks with the remainder in fixed income. Maybe you need to grow your portfolio and therefore need some equity for the higher long term return potential. But maybe you also need to manage volatility, perhaps because you're withdrawing and can't tolerate the portfolio being down when you need the money. So you include some fixed income. Whatever the reasons are, we'll assume that based on your situation, you have no more than 60 percent stocks with the remaining 40% or more in bonds and or cash. This is your strategic asset allocation. Yeah. And then say you're feeling really good about the markets or economy and what the future holds for stocks. In that case, you might be fully invested in equity up to your strategic limit of 60%. But if you're feeling concerned, you may want to hold less than 60% and allocate more of your assets to fixed income to reduce the risk and prepare your portfolio to better weather a storm. So it's not an either or thing. Both strategic and tactical asset allocation strategies can be used at the same time. And from there, the tactical asset allocation gets more detailed and specific. For example, how much of your portfolio you have invested in the technology sector versus the financial sector, or what kind of bonds you should own. For example, should you own corporate bonds or government bonds or bonds that mature sooner or decades from now? Typically, these tactical decisions are based on market and economic trends, and we'll talk in detail about this in a future episode. And note, we keep referring to you here, but the reality is that most often you and likely an investment advisor or portfolio manager would discuss what an appropriate asset allocation should be based on your situation and risk tolerance, and that would determine the boundaries within which your portfolio is managed. That would likely include a target or maximum level of stocks that are allowed in your portfolio, and the tactical asset allocation in response to market conditions will more likely be done by the investment manager. That's right. Even if you are an experienced investor yourself, it's tough to manage a portfolio on your own because it's a full-time job, even for a team of professionals who follow everything that's going on in the economy and market, and specific companies who typically have experience in individual industries and sectors that you likely don't have yourself. So don't be overwhelmed. You don't need to make all of the decisions on your own. The important point here is just to understand the difference between these two types of asset allocation, because it will help you avoid allowing your emotions to dictate your portfolio strategy, which is exactly what can get you into trouble. 
For example, when markets are tumbling, fear often causes people to want to move to more conservative strategy with less equity and more fixed income when it can be the absolute wrong time to do so. If stocks are down, but you own high quality companies, sometimes the worst thing you can do is sell them because then you lock in your losses and lose the opportunity for the portfolio to recover. Yeah, and on the flip side, when markets are rallying and everybody is talking about the next hottest stock, greed sometimes causes investors to want to take on a more aggressive strategy with more equity and less fixed income than makes sense for their situation and risk tolerance. Exactly. It may feel like the stock market will only continue to go up and that nothing can go wrong in the world. But that is never a certainty and people have to be prepared for a worst case scenario at all times and only take on as much risk as makes sense for their situation. That is what your strategic limits are meant to do. They are there to protect you. Take the recent past, for example. Stock markets went up for the better part of 2019 and early 2020 until the coronavirus hit and the markets tumbled. A global pandemic is something that we would call a black swan event, which is something bad and unexpected that causes markets to fall. Because these kind of events are by definition unknown and cannot be predicted, your portfolio always has to be structured in a way that should this kind of event occur, any losses won't ruin your life so that long-term asset allocation that makes sense for your situation always needs to be kept in mind. Yeah, people typically shouldn't be adjusting to a more aggressive or equity-oriented mix just because the markets are doing well, and they shouldn't be shifting to a more conservative mix just because markets are down and they're afraid. So when we get calls from clients asking if they should change their strategic mandate, the first thing we want to know is what's going on in your life. Has your situation changed? Because if it hasn't, there likely isn't a need for a big picture strategic change. That's right. The strategic asset allocation is there to keep you on course. It doesn't mean that your asset mix can't change in response to the market conditions and economic trends, but those changes should always be within the limitations that make sense for your situation and risk tolerance. So that's basic asset allocation in a nutshell. Thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for our next episode as we hope to help you take control of your wealth. Remember everyone, don't settle, take control of your wealth. You can find more information by visiting our website, takecontrolofyourwealth.ca, or by following us on Instagram or LinkedIn at Take Control of Your Wealth. We look forward to connecting with you.